Good morning. Sixpence none the richer. Kiss me on 106.1 Kiss FM on this Tuesday morning, January 25th. And the time is 7.25 right now. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning, Sandy. Hi. Hi. Good morning, Blake. Are you still solo? I'm solo. Aaron has the day off today. Oh, okay. A little vacay. Extending that three-day holiday weekend. weekend. How was yours? Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Glad to be back in the saddle. Were you on yesterday, though? I, th- I saw a bunch of stuff from uh, from you over the weekend. Yes. You seem like um, you were pretty busy. There were a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, one that popped up quite unexpectedly yesterday is we got some uh, phone calls from the prison from uh, Northward. So the prisoners wanted to talk to us. Hmm, about what? Uh, that was a live show. So they just wanted to express some concerns. Um, about how they were being treated as it relates to the COVID pandemic. So apparently a lot of them are positive and they are isolated to a particular, to the D cell. I think it's 30 plus inmates. And they're just thinking that their care could be a little bit better. They're saying that they're not really getting the medications that they need. Um, A particular inmate was removed yesterday, um, taken to the hospital by ambulance. And um, yeah, they just had some general concerns. So they wanted to tell everyone, and their go-to spot for that was CMR. Well, when you want to get the word out, uh, yeah, I tell you, you're the person to call. For sure. It definitely seems like it. Um, so that was an interesting story. It was also Heroes Day. So we did mm-hmm. um, broadcast that event as well. It was really nice, short and sweet, which I quite enjoyed. I think... Comparing it to the usual events, which are very long and, you know, just... Oh, these are like four hours or something, aren't they? I know. It's ridiculous. I'm thinking that this this may be... This is one of the positive things that can come out of COVID as they can see how to shorten certain events as well. <laughs> so uh, people really, really enjoyed it. We had people tuned in from all over the world um, watching the, um, the unveiling of the new bus. And um, it was honoring um, uniform services. So everyone from customs to police to Coast Guard, um, you know, they were all being honored. So congratulations to all of them. Very Uh, cool. Yeah. Did you hear about this runaway cruise ship? Uh, I've heard you talking about the one that got seized. Yeah. Well, have they actually tracked it down yet? Because this, this, uh, yeah, I don't know who the pilot is of crystal cruises. Yes. They decided to make a run for it over the weekend. Well, a warrant was signed. Well, they, uh, well, they tried to make a run for it. Yeah. 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 Because Because I know that the ship, uh, they had the ship stopped in the Bahamas and they made everybody get off. That was a passenger that was out on a normal cruise. And so they, they, uh, a judge had uh, made the ruling that um, that they owed like one point two million dollars in back uh, uh, money for fuel that they haven't paid, and so they were ordering that the the the, the entire cruise ship be seized for collateral. Uh, so, so they dropped all the passengers off in the Bahamas, put them on a ferry to for a two hour trip back to Florida. Uh, so I don't know if the if the uh, did they try to make a run for it after that. Well, here's the thing. The reason why they went to um, the Bahamas was because they were on the run. 
So they were destined to uh, Miami. So it was set course, it's the Crystal Symphony. Mm-hmm. Uh, set, you know, to go to Miami, and they uh, heard about the um, warrant that was issued by a judge. Now, this is the most bizarre thing because I didn't know that you could issue a warrant to arrest a ship. <laughs> you know, it's like, anyway, like you said, they've got 1.2 million in unpaid fuel bills, and uh, they decided to run to the Bahamas instead to Bimini. So mm. um, it's docked at a Miami port, according to a cruise ship tracker. <laughs> And yeah, so I mean, it's it's crazy, but um, the passengers were able to get off the cruise. So it was, I think, like 300 passengers and the rest, uh, I guess, were crew. But the passengers were transferred by ferry on Sunday uh, yeah. to Bimini. And um, then they went from there to Fort Lauderdale. So um, imagine being a passenger on this cruise ship and you're like... I- uh, I'm sorry, your uh, this cruise ship is being uh, seized uh, by police for for non-payment. It's it's like having your car repoed. I don't think they do that here, but uh, it's when you don't pay, uh, they come and get your car. <laughs> they they come and take your things if you don't pay for it, or having your house repossessed, you know, or foreclosed so, or whatever. It's pretty so. crazy. But the company has two cruises that are currently in operation: one heading to Aruba and one bound for Argentina. And yeah. so they said that those cruises will can complete the voyages and then, um, you know, guests who had future trips planned will get a, a full refund. So it looks like um, they're going to have to give up, I guess, whatever vessels they need to give up. But yeah. Wouldn't go on crystal cruises. Yeah. Not that's a good gotta idea. Be, it's got to be like bargain basement, uh, you know, like cruises, like, you know, 10 night cruise for 350 or something, you know, you yeah. know, they're not, they're not paying their, their fuel bills. So. I don't know what they're spending the money so on. They're, they're owned by a company called Genting Hong Kong, which is one of Asia's largest cruise operators. Mm. And they're actually about to enter liquidation, um, they say, due to, to the pandemic, uh, which has really decimated the cruise ship um, industry. But, um, yeah. yeah that's not, a good, not a good time for, for the cruise ship industry. Certainly all those people that – imagine all those people that work on cruise ships. I know. It's I mean, crazy. you're talking thousands of people. Uh, that, uh, you know, entertainment, the you know, just hospitality, all, all that industry uh, not working right now or, or finding work somewhere else. So, yeah. so um, trending on social media over the weekend was quite mm-hmm. interesting, was a little bit of a back and forth about timeshares in the Cayman Islands and mm. how people see locals that have timeshares. <laughs> Apparently, there was a post about it that really um, set off a bit of a, a blaze. Um, people's feelings were like, what are you talking about? So someone posted and essentially said that why are locals um, being allowed to purchase timeshares? And they, you know, the, the timeshare properties um, need to be mindful of selling them to locals. And of course, that was kind of like, <gasps> What? So I think there was some incident over the weekend, some domestic incident that led to the person making uh, their comments. And um, it, it led to it just fuel this whole mm. craziness on, on social media. So you know how it goes, these social media wars and stuff. So quite interesting. Uh, yeah. Get a little bit deeper into that one to try to understand exactly what's going on. But those were some of the uh, some of the headlines for the weekend. Um, well, yeah. we talked about the. Uh, Local uh, and Aaron Jarvis, who uh, oh my gosh, yes, made golfing history. Absolutely, how could I forget to mention that? Congratulations to him. That was one of our headline stories for the weekend as well. 
Yeah, he had a victory at the Latin American Amateur Championships in the uh, BR. Yeah. And he has now been invited to play at the Masters. Which and he's is only he's only 19. Is he 19 years old? 19. Super young. Yeah. Um, and this is just an amazing story. So, yeah, he's put the Cayman Islands on the map. I mean, I've seen a couple articles. ESPN had something up as well mm -hmm. talking about um, what an amazing, they're like, you know, he probably could have had his pick of any sport, but honestly, this is, uh, this is obviously the, the right pick for him. So congratulations um, to him. And he should certainly represent uh, the Cayman Islands uh, Olympic team in Paris in 2024 uh, for the sport of golf. Yeah. I mean, he has a real good shot there. He's an amateur, so yeah. um, that would be amazing. Wonderful. Yeah. We had a woman who uh, got rushed to the hospital yesterday after bitten, being bitten by a barracuda, which was um, a bit of an unusual situation. Not completely unheard of, though. Like, I've heard no. of couple cases. That happens. My wife's terrified of barracudas when we dive. Yeah. They're, they're, they're mean. They're nasty. They can be really yeah. mean. Mm, she okay? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, seems like it. Uh, they're just reminding people not to wear um, jewelry and anything kind of too yeah, flashy. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. Some, some swimsuits will have crystals in them, or mm -hmm. you know, they're a bit enticing. So <laughs> the recommendation is uh, don't wear that at the beach because a barracuda might be attracted to you. What is the uh, latest on our minister of education? You know what? I just saw someone asking that this morning. We haven't heard anything, so mm -hmm. I'm assuming that good news. Um, is probably um, a good thing. No news, sorry, is probably good news. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so we are um, waiting for an update. But honestly, I spoke to some persons connected to the PAC government last night. They didn't mention it, so I feel like she's on the men's. They did say that um, her condition wasn't terrible. That really wasn't the reason why she's being transported. She's being transported because there's certain tests that she needs that she couldn't get on the back. Um, Got it. We're only available in Grand Cayman, so I think she's she's on the men's and probably getting some much needed rest. But we'll we'll get an update a bit later on today. We're our best to uh, Juliana O'Connor Connolly, uh, yeah. of course. All right, Sandy. Well, uh, busy uh, busy show for you today, so you can catch yeah. us CMR on YouTube and Facebook, and we'll have you on again tomorrow for our headlines. Sounds have wonderful. Day. Have All a right, good one. You too. Alrighty, bye bye. All right, a segment with CMR. All right, folks, good morning to everyone. So those of you who are joining us, maybe you haven't been on in a minute. Um, we got a full lineup. I see over 200 of you already ready for today's show. Um, so we do have a lot to talk about, but we jump in on the 106 feed before we do our morning jingle. So we're going to go back now and play our um, intro song. So we will do that and I can grab some water. I've got watermelon for breakfast this morning. Um, so let's go ahead and get it. We'll be right back. You're now tuned in to the cold, hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmarlroad.com. Now, here's your host, 
Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. Thank you so much. 225 people. Good morning to each and every one of you. Let's see who is uh, actually saying good morning back. We've got Chantel, the beautiful Chantel. Good morning to you. How are you? We've got Miss Vernita who is here. Good morning, Miss Vernita, joining us from Windsor Park. Marshall is joining us from North Carolina. Larry's got it locked from New York. He says good morning to everyone and the uh, CMR audience. Wee Wee, where are you at, Wee Wee? You're always here. That's where I know you're at. You're here, but where are you physically? <laughs> Emma's got it locked. Good morning to Emma. Lily. Boo is here. Thank you so much, Miss Pat. So good to see you. Um, yes, yeah, some good news about that young man. We'll start off with some good news because I feel like today's show is a little bit, there's quite a bit of craziness for us to be talking about. Um, Darina, good morning to you. Miss Brenda's here, says it's a nice 73 degrees this morning. Is it that cool? 
Um, I haven't been outside, so I don't know, but it looks beautiful. It's an absolutely gorgeous day. A little bit of overcast, but nothing too crazy. Uh, Miss Karen, good morning to Miss Sue. Uh, Jake is here. Good morning, Jake. I still got your Christmas present, Jake. I was looking at it on Friday because I made another delivery. How many of you still have Christmas presents like to deliver and, and link with people? I have like Jake's <laughs> and, and I have Jared because he's now back. So Jared will get his today. And then there's one more um, that I have as well. But um, yeah, it's kind of weird how, uh, you know, you can have <laughs> presents that kind of end up, uh, you know, still still waiting to be delivered. Um, so Jake, you, you got to link me if you're back on island. I don't, I don't actually know if you're back yet, but if you are back, <clears throat> please, by all means, uh, give me a little jingle and what's up and we can get you all sorted out. Um, who we got here? Miss Jade is here. Leroy, good morning. Marshall says it's actually 34 degrees in North Carolina. They're expecting a high of 57 today. Woo. That's cold. Um, Jade said it's been a minute. Oh my gosh. We've missed you. Um, yes. Mm. Miss Brenda, I don't know if you heard last week's episode when I was talking about warm toes and how I went to acupuncture and they put like the heat lamp on my feet. Oh God, I will not be doing that again. That was not a comfortable experience. Um, you're excited this morning. Woo. Well, the topics are off the chain, but listen, we're actually waiting on Miss Kathy Wills to jump in and to join us. Um, so she's going to tell us a little bit about what's going on in her constituency. And she's got a meeting that's coming up. So I know that all 272 of you will want to stay tuned for that. Um, da, 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 da. So yesterday was a public holiday, of course, Heroes Day. I saw a little bit of controversy about that as well. Um, there's always something. There's always something when it comes to these events. You'll never make everyone happy. And you know what? Part of me is kind of like, why don't we just cancel the events? Like, honestly, you know, I know that that's not the thing to do, but um, people just are never happy. Uh, these award ceremonies tend to bring out some very, very interesting um, aspects of um, of people. And wow, did we see a post last night that really um, mm, put the, the ceremony on the map? So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, Louis, good morning. Uh, Elix, good morning. Vanessa, good morning to you. Uh, Felicia's got it locked. Catherine, so good to see you. Lizette, we're pushing 300 people. We're already up to 292. Wow, y'all are here for it. Robert, good morning. Uh, Karen, did I say good morning already? Um, Damaris is watching from New York. Uh, Jackie is joining us. Doreen is here. Windsor Park, big up to the Windsor Park folks. Beautiful. Jake, yep, you're back. Aliano is also joining us in Windsor Park, most likely. Diamond Princess. And Anna says, good morning, beautiful. Well, thank you all very much. We've now hit the 300 mark. Where do we begin this morning? There is so much drama in the world around us. I feel like there's some drama in, is it Syria and in this place? Now, listen, but we're going to start with our... Um, our little neck of the woods right here in the Cayman Islands, because we have got more than enough drama to fill everybody's tea this morning. 
Um, hmm. Boy, I kind of feel like Kathy should come on before we go down that road. So let's talk about, let's give her a minute and talk about a little bit of good news. So we've got Aaron uh, Jarvis. He wins the Latin America Golf Championship. Um, congratulations to this young man. It's never easy, I feel like, to be at the top of your game. And most of us have never been at the top of our game, so we wouldn't even know. <laughs> but, you know, this young man has performed extremely well. Uh, here he is. Kudos to him. Fantastic. I mean, his parents must be so proud, right? Good, good for him. Uh, I don't know this young man. Uh, let me tell you who his parents are, because everybody came and wanted to know who, who you are, who your mama is, who your papa is. So apparently, his parents, um, he belongs to Lana Arch Jarvis. So Miss Brenda, is is Lana family to you? She's an Arch. Um, I think most of the Arches are related, right? And her husband, who's Robin Jarvis. So congratulations to um, Aaron and his entire family, and by extension, all of the people in the Cayman Islands. So this young man is only 19 years old, and he won the Latin American Amateur Golf Championship on Sunday, earning him a spot in the Masters and the British Open. So he will be the first player from the Cayman Islands to compete at the Masters and the British Open. This is a big deal in the world of golf, folks. Um, I don't know a whole lot about golf, but I can tell you one thing. This is literally um, making headlines all over the world. CBS Sports had it up. Golf.com um, had it up. Um, ESPN says that he, uh, Aaron Jarvis earns a Masters Open Championship, Open Championship spots with a victory at Latin American Amateur Championship. So this is... This is a bit of fantastic news. Golf Digest had the story up as well. And I'm pleased to say that CMR was on top of it. We had the story up before anybody else locally. Um, and I think it's wonderful when we can recognize, you know, any part of someone who is putting the Cayman Islands on the map for all of the right reasons. Because unfortunately, we have to recognize the ones who don't put us on the map for the right reasons. So when someone does... Let's be super proud of them. So if you know this young man, if you know Aaron, you make sure you send him a little positive message this morning, congratulating him. There he is um, with his big, that, it looks heavy. He looks like he's like, ugh, <laughs> why does this weigh a ton? With his big championship there. So this went down in um, the Dominican Republic. So, um, and everyone is like, can't, this is the headline for ESPN. It says, standing on the edge of the 18th green, the Cayman Islands' Aaron Jarvis had to hold his breath more than once. You know, everybody's making sure that uh, we all know that he is from the Cayman Islands. Wow, isn't that amazing? Yep. Mm -mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, young man, absolutely wonderful. So congratulations to him. Very, very proud moment, I feel like, for all of the people um, of the Cayman Islands. So let me just see uh, some of your additional comments. Louis, freezing at nine degrees there in Detroit. Good morning, uh, Therese. 
Is it Tere, Therese, or Tercy? Which which one? I, uh, I don't know. Shani, good morning. Um, <laughs> woo. Yeah, Marshall says most people are here for the so 343 people. Uh, I, I I get it. You know what I'm saying? I understand how the sus brings people out. That's all right. Watching from Canada. Hey, Lean, how you doing? John is here. Good morning, Jared. Alverson, Shelda, Miss Anna. Um, Pat says, what about mine? What about your, did you win a prize? Did you win a present? I told y'all when you win a present, sometimes you got to follow it with me now. I think you won a, was it a gift certificate that you won? I'm trying to recall. Uh, some people, this is still the Christmas gifts pack that I'm trying to get delivered to people. Um, so Ms. Brenda is not happy about yesterday. We, we can talk a little bit about that um, in a minute. So I, I don't quite, I'm a little bit confused about the actual ceremony, but we'll, We'll delve into that. That's that's at the bottom of the sus list. I hate to tell you, Miss Brenda, but uh, we will we will definitely um, we'll definitely get there. As someone says, because of that, when he gets invited to the U.S. Uh, Masters, the U.S. Open and British Open, uh, what's missing here? When he gets invited, well, I think he is invited, right? Well, definitely to the Masters and the British Open. Um. U.S. Open is a separate event. Like I tell you, I don't, I don't know much about golf. I'm not pretending to be any kind of golf expert here because that just isn't my thing. Mm. All right, Miss Kathy uh, is coming um, shortly. Let's give her a minute. Uh, when he gets invited. He will get invited. He is invited. All right. Um, uh, Marshall says, I know Lana. I'm sure that she's super proud of him. <clears throat> Oh, an arch. Sorry. Yes, my apologies, Miss Brenda. Arch and not Archer. Yeah. I bet you guys are probably still related, though. Because, you know, Caymanians were very famous back in the day for, like, adding on to names, like changing Ebanks to EU, BN, whatever, just to be a little bit different. So maybe the Archers are related to the Arches, and they were like, mm, we want to be different. We'll change it to Archer. You never know. That's one of those questions for Dick Arch. I bet you Dick Arch would know about that. Good morning, James, <clears throat> Richard. All right, Kathy, let's get it, girl. We are ready to, <clears throat> to rock and roll. Uh, Jared says he's glad that he's not in Canada. Get some nice warm weather. Good morning, Kay. How are you? Uh, Emma says, known him since he was a kid and always such an awesome attitude towards everything. Good morning to the Weiss, joining us from the West, the best in the West, West Bay. Okay, so we are waiting on Miss Kathy from West Bay as well. Come on, Kathy, log on. You know what it is? I don't want to get into all this other stuff and then have to start it. Um, <clears throat> and then pause it and then have her on. It kind of interferes with the flow of the situation. So let's let's get this train on the road. Big shout out to the people who were honored yesterday. Alverson says, good luck for this young man. Uh, wish him well and all Caymanians. Blessings always. 36 degrees, Larry, in New York. I don't know why I always think that New York would be colder than North Carolina, but clearly that's not the case. She says she can't get on. Mm. 
what's the issue? Uh, okay. Um, so, yes, folks. Let me see now what's going on, what's going on. Uh, so, yes, congratulations to that young man. You guys can always tell when I'm multitasking, right? It's like the brain is like, mm -mm, mm -mm. let me do this. Let me do that. Da -da 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 so what about this runaway cruise ship? This is so crazy. Um, I don't I don't know why. I honestly don't know why they're running. Why didn't they just go back to... Um, why didn't they just go back to Miami? I mean, take your passengers back. You know, call it a, call it a day. But child, they were like, no. Mm -mm. We're going to take a run for it. Facebook just posted up a memory from a year ago of my daughter and her hair. Oh, my God. Her hair is so crazy. Um, she's got school pictures coming up. And... Um, we we're looking forward to that. We, we want to let it out. We don't normally let out her hair for school because it's just too much. It really is. So it, it's kept braided. And so um, this was last year. Um, there she was. This was a Saturday. She was in her room getting dressed. Child, she's such a girly girl. She wants to accessorize and, oh, put this clip in my hair. Let me put on my glasses. I got to wear this outfit. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. She's all into it. She wants to put on a little lipstick. I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm. daddy's like, oh no, 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 no makeup. But uh, you can tell she's a really girly girl. She enjoys all this fun stuff. Um, and I tell you, the hair is thick and long and it's just crazy. Um, yeah, so somebody said she should tell Kathy to try her phone. Uh, I think she... I think she knows that already, but let me just remind her. All right, because we, we got to get, listen, we got almost 400 people now <laughs> waiting. Um, y'all are here for a reason. And we got to talk about the sus. Well, brought y'all here. So let's get it, girl. Hello, Miss Pat. Um, big shout out to the Moritz staff. Oh, Lord, Jehovah. Um, so much Brenda says, no, Archer is actually a British name originated from a small army of archers. It's quite an interesting story. Oh, very interesting. Hmm. Um, yes, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But like I said, I didn't want to jump into that conversation until Kathy had an opportunity to come on and talk to us for a little bit. But at this rate, we're going to have to get started. So let's discuss um, first the Moritz situation. Ah, Kathy, just in the nick of time, girl, because I was about to start the sus. <laughs> Everybody, listen, you're you're very um your timing is actually impeccable because you are here, Kathy, on a day. Good morning. Um, that a lot of people want to be here. Almost four hundred people. Your timing is actually impeccable because you are here, Kathy. Let me just take you out for one quick second while you sort out the audio. But I was just saying Kathy's timing is impeccable because she picked the perfect day to be here because uh, almost 400 of you are here. I'm not saying that you're not here for Kathy. I'm sure a lot of you are here for Kathy. 
but I know y'all are also here for the weekend. So, so are we ready, Kathy? Shall we try that again with the audio? I think you need to, to mute whatever is going on there. So meet the, I think you have a window or something open where you're watching the show. So close that out because that's what that sounds like. Sometimes that happens. You have multiple windows open on the computer and then you don't even realize it. All right. Good morning, Miss Bonnie. Good morning. Jamelia says they're all waiting. Yes, honey child. Uh, Jamelia says, wait night, coming. Mm, mm, mm. Louis says his CMR mug is ready. All right, Kathy, ready? Give me a thumbs up. I can't hear you, but we're going to pull you back in. Good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Um, 381 people here. Kathy, we're going to pretend that they're all here for you this morning. <laughs> Why not? Uh, thank you for, for joining us. Now, I know that you, um, coming out of the holidays, would have been spending some time with your family. The last we saw you, you were actually out in your um, neighborhood handing out presents. We went a little drive around uh, with you for a bit that morning, um, handing out presents to the kids down in uh, West Bay Central. How did that go? Oh, that was really nice. I, I think um, it's times like Christmas that you really get to feel lots of joy regardless of what's going on, right? Um, being able to, I'm going to just turn this mic down because I'm getting, yeah. Um, maybe that'll help. Um, regardless of what we're going through, I mean, when you see children excited because, you know, there's candies and, and Santa. So it was really a nice experience. And then I know you had some viewers um, over in West Bay Gardens that was asking, you know, come around in our area. So when we were finished, we had, you know, gifts left over. So we, we tried to take it through areas in West Bay that we know um, were really heavy with children or you know, just less fortunate individuals. So it was, it was a good time. Yeah, wonderful. Well, I tell you what, I saw so many kids just being um, very, very excited when you were coming through as you know, we did with other members of the PAC government as well. We did as many as the ride-alongs as we could. And uh, the kids loved it. It was like, you were the real Santa to them. Like, honestly, they were there for it. They were like, oh my gosh, we're getting presents. And you had all kind of stuffed animals and fun stuff. So here we are now, Kathy, um, in 2022, and you're hitting the ground running. So tell us what you've got coming up this week and the first quarter of the new year. So happy Thank new you. year to you, by the way, because we have a Thank nice you. Happy new year to you and to all yes. of your viewers as well. Um, yeah, I think for me, I'm excited about this new year. My goal um, is really on a constituency level to just engage with, you know, all of the residents of West Bay Central and just West Bay on a whole. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to start off the new year with, you know, listening to what everybody's concerns are and you know, living up to campaign promises that I was or that I am going to be, you know, accessible and engaging with the public. So on Wednesday evening at my constituency office, just on the lawn, um, so that we can observe social distancing, you know, protocols, just going to be having um, an engagement evening where, you know, I'll be sharing what my plans are for the constituency, which will be, you know, um, incentives or, or projects, ideas that will be coming from a constituency level. And then also just taking some time to break down 
um, a bit of the budget, what was approved, that will affect us here in Westby. Because I know a lot of people are busy. Not everybody tunes in to watch um, Parliament or Finance Committee. I mean, I know it can also be long and um, it's not the most exciting thing for many people. So just, you know, I'll be providing little bite-sized nuggets of, of how the budget um, affects us here in West Bay. So that's really what my meeting um, on Wednesday evening is about. And then also providing an opportunity for residents to express their concerns or, you know, ask any questions that they may have. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. So um, Kathy, again, folks, is having her first uh, engagement or public meeting for the new year. And I love that it's in January. It really sets a tune for uh, what is to come in 2022. So if people are interested, how can they contact you, Kathy, about more information for attending the meeting? So it's going to be outdoors again, folks, um, you know, to really try to encourage social distancing. Please wear your mask and remember all of the current social distancing protocols that we all have to be um, observing currently. So what else can people expect? Um, you know, can they contact you? Will there be any arrangements in terms of transportation? Or are you really hoping that people can make their way out? But I, I do have um, the shuttle, you know, if there is any individual that is stranded and can't make it. But because of the social, because of COVID protocols, I haven't really been utilizing the van recently because it requires, you know, um, sanitization. And I wouldn't want it to be, um, an area where we could spread, you know, any type of, um, you know, spread anything, um, yeah. COVID, 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 but, um, individuals can reach out to my constituency office. The number is 926-1717. If there are any questions or, um, you know, if they need to find information about how to, I think most people in West Bay are now becoming aware um, of my location from my office, but just in case there's somebody out there who's still not familiar, um, okay. please just, just give me a call. And um, I don't really want to share too much about, you know, what I plan to unveil at the meeting, because I'm hoping that, you know, I'll have a, a good audience. If I share all the, as you call it, sus now. Um, yeah. Yes. But, but some really exciting um, community, projects that I've actually like I think some people have been following me on um, social media so they may notice that you know we started a park so we'll be talking a bit about that and some other projects um, that I'm going to be rolling out um, mm -hmm. and also just some really exciting opportunities for our Caymanians who want to level up and you know get themselves ready for the workforce so some some exciting news that i'll be sharing on wednesday right. i've also asked some of um my colleagues of course you know some of them are very busy most of them are very busy um, but there may be you know um, some appearances from some of my other uh, government colleagues mm -hmm. yeah that, i mean that's always exciting i mean i love um i love when people sort of come out and and show their their support um, mm -hmm. for one another. I think that that's always, um, it's always good, you know, to have that. So again, folks, I'm Kathy's having a meeting on tomorrow evening, which is Wednesday. Remind us again of the time, Kathy, that we're looking at. Um, it's at 7 p.m. and the location is 37 Borel Street, um, West Bay. So you can always pull it up on Google if you can't find it. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. And that's her constituency office. In case you don't know, we did do a tour of her office um, a number of months ago. So if you need location, just go on her page and search for Kathy's name and um, the, the tour will come up. So yeah, absolutely wonderful. Anything else you got for us, Kathy? Yeah. Well, I want to take this um, opportunity to wish one of my constituents a very happy birthday. Um, Kelvin Smith, his birthday is today. So I just want to um, wish him a happy birthday. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing Kelvin. really. So sorry, he's one Kelvin. of your he, he's one of your fans as well. He he watches. Oh. I'm not sure if he's online right now. Um, yes, well, Kelvin, happy birthday! Uh, wishing you all the best. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Kathy. So again, folks, uh, Kathy's having a meeting tomorrow evening. Please go check it out. Um, I'm excited. To, I think we might, we may be there um, in one form or another, whether it's virtual. But um, folks, do go out, um, you know, hear what Kathy has to say. She's going to be sharing a lot about the, the budget and uh, what the people of West Bay Central in particular and West Bay and generally speaking, how the budget is going to improve the lives of the people of the Cayman Islands, which I think is something that uh, we should all be engaged in that conversation to be quite, quite honest. So mm -hmm. yeah, Kathy, we appreciate you um, coming on the program and sharing a little bit about what you've got going on and uh, just encouraging people to attend her meeting as well. Thank you, Sandra. Thanks for an opportunity for me to just come out and um, invite everybody um, out tomorrow evening. And I mean, of course, you know, I'm here to represent not only West Bay Central, but all of the residents of West Bay. So, you know, the meeting isn't, you know, um, exclusive to, to other residents in West Bay. Feel free to come out. And if you um, also have any questions or, you know, you may also want to learn a little bit more about the budget, you know, feel free to come out and um, join us here tomorrow night. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Kathy. Appreciate it. Thank you too. Have a good day. You too. All right, folks, Kathy Ann Wilkes. Hi, this is Catherine Ebanks Wilkes, MP for West Bay Central. I would like to invite the residents of West Bay Central to the first community engagement meeting for 2022. This meeting will be held on the lawn of the constituency office, which is located on 37 Borel Street, West Bay. The meeting will be held on Wednesday, January 25th, at 7 p.m. I hope to see you there. All right, beautiful people. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, Juan, and thank you all. Um, well, we've hit the 400-person mark without a doubt. I expected that we would. Um, let's get it. So listen, today is Truthful Tuesday. I saw Tracy just mentioned that it was uh, Taco Tuesday. Well, maybe in some of your lives, <laughs> it is Taco Tuesday. Here on this program, it is uh, Truthful Tuesday, and you guys know how we like to give it to you. Um, sometimes a little bit cold and sometimes a little bit hard. So let us jump right in. Wow. Where do we begin? Do we begin with the sexual harassment topic um, with, um, what's his name? George Ebanks? I'm going to leave that one for another day because that is a hot mess and then some. That requires... I don't even know what the hell that requires, but we're going to talk about that um, on a sort of Sandy segment. So over the weekend, um, we had a couple of things that popped off. So let's start with the most recent event. Last night, 
many of you would have seen on our social media page that we shared um, a post by a young lady. And I'm actually going to, um, she, she's getting pressure from her family, of course, because this is what happens. This is what happens when you've got family drama. They uh, come at you and they will um, put pressure on you. And I can understand how for most people, regardless of what is going on in your families, most of you do not want to be alienated from your families, right? So no matter how dysfunctional your families are, um, I feel like a lot of you are still wanting to be part of the dysfunctionality. Like you don't even know any different. There are times when I, I look at situations and it occurs to me that um, you know people need to get out for their for their own mental well-being. You need to just leave that family alone. You need to put yourself um, put a lot of distance. Although you live on an island, put a lot of distance between yourself and these toxic individuals that you had no choice in having in your life. So no, listen, none of us get to choose who our parents are and what situations uh, we are born into. So this young lady um, posted up on her own page um, an allegation of abuse in her family. The saddest thing about it is if, if you know the backstory, you can see how she has been pushed to the brink of just having had enough. And uh, I see this morning that, you know, she's obviously under a great deal of pressure to keep this private and to keep this under wraps. Let me let me back up and tell you guys how I found out about this story, because I think a little bit of context is really, really important. And you'll have to understand why I have um, proceeded with a degree of caution, because there are children involved. So here's the thing. Some months back, someone contacted me and they said, um, Sandy, I'm getting some calls from people who are saying, um, why have you not written about or said anything about this child abuse situation? So you guys know that at the end of the day, um, a lot of people see me as the go-to person on this topic. You know, you know, I actually hate it. Like, I don't, I don't even like talking about this topic. It makes me, it makes me physically sick to my stomach. Uh, a lot of times when I have to hear victim stories and I have to be this voice for people, which I don't really want to be, it takes an emotional toll on me. And it's this particular case because I knew of the parties involved and the potential of the parties involved, like in life to have, it was just extremely hard. So when, when the person said, they called me and they're like, Sandy, people are wondering, I don't know who people are, but you know, they're all out there. Why haven't, why hasn't Sandy said anything about this? Oh, it's because she know the people and she liked the people. And I was like, what? First of all, y'all have to know that that's not true. I, I have made this painstakingly clear. Whether I like you, don't like you, it, to me, it just doesn't matter, right? That's not one of the reasons or a litmus test as to why a story is covered or not covered. It just isn't. And so when the person said that to me, I said, well, first of all, that's not true. I didn't know anything about it. So this is the first I'm hearing it. So if I don't know something, I obviously cannot possibly have a discussion or report on something that I don't know. Now, when I become aware of it, especially when it comes to allegations of child abuse, 
I have to be very cautious to not want to harm the children any further than they have already been harmed. Because Cayman is very, very small. And I feel like children can be re-victimized. Anybody can be re-victimized. And one way in which that can be done is how people in the public respond to the situation. It is also an allegation. So we have to keep in mind that no one has been found guilty of any offenses. And the first thing I did after the person told me this story, now this source is very, very good. I had no qualms about believing the source, but I said, you know what? Let me make a few phone calls. Let me um, contact the police. And I did contact the police and I said, have you guys, um, let me see what I, let me just see what, what my question was to them actually. Um, let me see if I can find the actual email. Give me a second here. I feel like my computer, I need to close out some of these apps. Already Outlook is not responding. Ugh. I need my husband to fix Outlook for me. Ugh, it is such a pain. I've got too many emails. I think I told you guys the other day, I was trying to clear out my emails because literally one inbox had over 66,000 emails. Mm -mm -mm. So, um, oops, let me search current mailbox. Let me see if I can find this one. Um, so I sent them an update on the 6th of January. They've not responded to it as yet. And the police do that. Sometimes they remain very, very silent, but I can tell you that back in, um, trying to find the original email. Um, it was sometime last year, for sure. So we contacted them. They did confirm that they were, um, an investigation had been launched into an allegation of child um, abuse. Now, um, it's, it's a bit of a situation because all the parties are known to each other and they're all connected and they're all family. Let me see if I can... Uh, Town. Let me see if I can. So, um, you know, I have been aware of it since then. And I briefly spoke about it last year. And so the mother knew that I knew. And so that is why things don't happen in isolation on this island for sure. That is why when I addressed her a couple of weeks ago, when she decided to go on radio, came out and make these side comments, right? I said, my entire presentation was about when you live in a glass house, you shouldn't try to throw, you shouldn't try to throw anything because <laughs> glass can be very, very fragile. And she's definitely living in a glass house. And it occurred to me that a lot of people in Cayman are all about the pumps and circumstance. That's one of the things that I actually don't like about events like Heroes Day, because people get up there on a platform and they pretend like they're perfect little families and they pretend, you know, oh, we're going to receive this award. Some of them, like in, you know, it's just a hot mess. It's, it's so much dysfunctionality. And people are happy to walk around living in a created universe of their own making. It's all in their head. Because the reality of some of these families is it is a literal shit show. I mean, it is just on believable if we knew if we could just have a little moment of, of peeping in to see what people have endured you know 
abuse, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, sexual abuse in families. Some people not even knowing who their parents are because they've got parents who've been so deceptive and so dishonest that they've lied to them. They've lied to fathers. They've given them, what do you make them? People call it jackets. All kind of hot mess of a situation is going on. So this was posted yesterday. And um, we have redacted a bit of the information because, again, I'm mindful that children are involved. And so it is disturbing, though, for an allegation to be made. So this is what it says. Family are the most dangerous people you'll ever meet. Wow. Willing to praise the good stuff and quick to cover up and hide the bad. My kids were sexually abused by the so-called so-and-so and a mother who has hid and covered the truth to protect her name and position. I will not be quiet anymore. God don't sleep. Y'all make me sick to my stomach. I will stand alone, but I will defend my children and ensure this doesn't happen to a next. Hear me when I say, do not trust everything you see in the media. Wow. There is so much that we could pick out of this without even addressing the specifics of who this is directed at, right? This should this could be directed a lot of people. The very first sentence. Family are the most dangerous people you'll ever meet. My God. To think that that could even be possible. Right? The very people that are supposed to protect you. A mother. This, this particularly makes me sick. As someone who is now a mother, I cannot imagine ever being in a position where my own child can't count on me to protect them above all else. How, how does this work exactly? I don't understand it. What, what other job do I possibly have? I can't love any man or anybody else more than I love something that has come from me. And yet I see it all the time. There are no good women out there who are choosing others over their own children or their own grandchildren. And trust me, the choices that they're making, it just don't make no sense. Families can be your own worst enemy. They're supposed to be the people that got your back, no matter what. They should be the people that, listen, the world is a tough, it's a tough world out there. People are going to come at you with all sorts of stuff. And you think that you have a mother, you have a father, you have a family. They're the people, especially a mother, who should be protecting you. But according to this post, mm -mm, that's not the case. They're the ones. Family's the most dangerous people you ever meet. They're the ones coming for you, child. Let me address this bit here. Willing to praise the good stuff and quick to cover and hide the bad. Now, this is something that I have um, a real issue with. Because nobody is perfect. I was speaking to a mother um, about this as well. And she was saying to me that it's so interesting when she sees like family dynamics, right? Because her son had gotten in a bit of trouble. And she said, Sandy, um, honestly, you know, I, 
he, he ended up going to jail. And it was one of those situations where as a mother, I was there for him, but I was not there to pretend like it didn't happen. And I was not there to cover up his dirt. I was just there in the sense that, you know what, you are my son. I will be here for you. Uh, regardless of what life is going to throw at you. Right? But I'm not here to pretend that you didn't do this. I'm not here to... It just, it just doesn't even make any sense what it is that people are trying to do. You do your children no favors when you cover up for them. Because eventually, as they say, the rooster is coming home. And what you are creating are little monsters, yes, that only get worse. Let me be very, very frank here. If you have a child that is a golden child, they're academically brilliant. Maybe they play a sport. They excel in sports and whatever. And you're proud of this child. Oh, they're going places in life. And they do things, whether it's abusing people in the family, whether it's stealing money from you, whether it's even taking a knife to school. Parents, listen to me. Um, personalities are very, very complex. It's entirely possible that a kid could be, on the one hand, the type of person that is selfless and is going to help people, but he's also the same kid who takes a knife to school. And Deidre, I want you to listen very carefully to what I'm saying to you. And when a situation like that happens, let's say that this is a hypothetical situation. When he takes a knife to school and you contact the school administrators, you fall on the sword begging them to not suspend him out of school and to do nothing. You're not helping him. You're not helping your own children when you put them in these types of situations. You are the adult. You are the parent. And the wisdom of having three or four children at some point should sink in. And you should know that the worst thing you can do for a young person is to cover up and pretend that they don't have any issues. Y'all need to get your children help if they need help. But you know who, in my mind, you know who often really needs the help? And this is why when, when you go to a professional because you're having issues with your children, they need to know what's happening in the household, what's happening with the family. And I guess maybe this is why families don't want to get help for their children because then they have to admit that at some level, there is a degree of dysfunctionality in their household. Something is amiss. Something is wrong. And maybe as a parent, as a mother, then that forces you to look inward and to question what you have been doing. What is wrong with you? Because you got to take some responsibility, right? So you've got four or five children and three out of the four are dysfunctional. Is that just a fluke? Is that an accident? Is that the sort of thing that as a parent you take no responsibility for? I don't think so, but I, I, I get it. As a parent, I understand why it would be incredibly difficult for you to admit that maybe I have some shortcomings. How can you help your children if you yourself cannot admit 
to your own shortcomings as a parent. Nobody's perfect. It's okay to say, oh, I've made a mistake. I was young. I made some poor decisions. You know, maybe it wasn't a good idea. Um, being married and not being committed to that marriage and not getting out. And now my poor children are all confused about who their papa is, who they're for. They're out there looking for love in all the wrong places because of this dysfunctionality that I've created within the family. You gotta take some ownership. Because when you take no ownership, you look at your children and you refuse to admit their shortcomings as well. And then that means you can't get them the help that they need. Because it doesn't be, it's not just about you. It's not even about you. But if you can't get your children the professional help that they need, how do you ever expect the next generation to be any better? They can't be any better. And let me say this. As someone who is willing to admit myself that I come from a bag of dysfunctionality when it comes to families. Listen, I could sit down and tell you all some stories that would make your head spin. So I talk from a position of understanding, of personal understanding. And that's why at some level, I can be a little bit sympathetic. But I cannot sympathize with parents who try to cover up things, especially abuse in families. That's just not right. And what you do is you don't protect the perpetrator for long because most of them simply cannot help themselves. And without proper, especially, you know, children, without getting any kind of therapy, behaviors are definitely repeated. And you will regret the day that you try to hide family secrets. They always come to light. And why? Because you're, you're on an ego trip. Like you want people to pretend like you've got a perfect child. Well, the cracks are obvious. The cracks are all over our families, folks. And I'm saying these comments uh, now in a very general way, right? We see the cracks. Some of y'all love to jump up to church every single week. I see y'all dressing up and going to church. That's nice. That's really nice. But some of those same parents, I know for a fact, when their children went to them, 10, 15, 20 years ago and said, mommy, so-and-so raped me or sexually molested me. Those same people who knock knocking down church door now refuse to acknowledge that their own children were molested oftentimes by family members and they refuse to do anything about it. Well, what kind of person, what kind of Christian do you think that makes you? And to this day, you have never approached your adult children who now have given you grandchildren, which I tell you why. Call me, call me harsh, but I could not be this a survivor of any kind of abuse, right? And turn around and have children and give those children to the care of my own parents who were the reasons why I'm dysfunctional or abused. But you see, I, I understand the I understand the vicious cycle of how it happens, but that wouldn't be me. You you wouldn't get any time to spend with my child to influence them in any way. Oh, no. If you want to break the cycle of dysfunctionality and abuse, folks, you've got to be very firm in your positions. Someone said to me, well, it, you know, if I was accusing my mother of being part of the issue with the abuse of my children, they would never see me again. That's my position. And I also understand that that's easy. That's easier said than done for some of you. For me, it would not be 
easier said than done. It'd be the easiest thing in the world to do because I can cut people off real easy and I don't care who you are. Not when it comes to protecting children. I don't, I don't play around with that kind of situation. Families need help and they need to be mended. But sometimes there are certain situations you cannot mend. And when you see someone who's willing to cover up and potentially lie to protect an abuser, what I would say to you is, folks, read this post again and take it to heart when they say that family is the most dangerous people in the world. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Ms. Pat. Lynette says um, it happens. There's a lot of families like that. Not everyone has close family. Sad, but true. And sometimes from the outside, we're looking in and we see what we think is a close knit family and we just don't understand the level of dysfunctionality. So there are elements of closeness without a doubt. Sometimes they have the little old grandma and grandpa that's kind of holding it together. But then their children have made so many the children being the parents now have made so many mistakes along the way. And it goes back to once again, their parents never wanting to admit that their children were not perfect, that when they were sending them to Bible study on Friday nights, they were behind the church hall having sex and doing the most. We don't want to admit the truth because I suppose the truth again is an indictment on a lot of us. How many of y'all went to Bible study with your children instead of just dropping them off? So this post goes on to say, my kids were sexually abused by so-called so-and-so and a mother who has hid and covered the truth to protect her name and position. So the allegation here is, you know, ultimately this is a selfish situation where the mother is covering up because of her own reputation. Right? This person goes on to say, I will not be silent anymore. Huh. Mm-hmm. God don't sleep. You all make me sick to my stomach. I will stand alone, but I will defend my children and ensure this doesn't happen to a next. Hear me when I say, do not trust everything you see in the media. Well, um, the police uh, launched an investigation. Um, that much we know. The mother has said that nothing apparently is coming of it. And so, as is the case with, um, as is the case with children, especially very, very young children, it is often very, very difficult to catch the perpetrators. What I want to say to you all is a cautionary tale, folks, is one quarter, 25% of all abuse cases happen by children, by other children, older teens and so on. So 
you all should be mindful as parents to ensure that you are aware of the question that I have, the, the sorry, the comment that I've just made. And that you should know that your children are not safe unaccompanied with adults and they are certainly not safe with other teens and other children. That really is the bottom line. Whether or not they're able to find enough for a criminal investigation and criminal prosecution is a whole other question. So if a parent will cover up, I see someone just said, oh no, um, in October, 2021, when it came out, um, you know, the, the police said that they couldn't find anything. Mm -hmm. Let me, let me just say, let me tell you this much, right? If a mother would go as far as covering up a child that takes a knife to school, Yes. Because they are more concerned about their reputation and the child's reputation than holding that child accountable. What else would they not cover up? And isn't it amazing how someone can not be suspended for taking a knife to school when some of your children would be expelled, not just suspended. They would never see that school ground again. You have to ask yourself, if you're not able to hold a child accountable for that, what else, what else might you not be able to hold your child accountable for? And when I sit here and speak on these things, you know what y'all like to do? Y'all likes to call the police. Y'all be calling the police on me. And that's what happened the last time. Uh, now I'm making some general comments, but I want to be very specific about this. Deidre Seymour, you guys remember the conversation I had about her living in a glass house. Uh, she picked up the phone and contacted the police. Now, it's occurred to me, um, there's a few times that the police have been contacted when I speak about people in this program. And it's the likes of people like a Matthew Leslie. Now I can add Deidre Seymour to that list. By the way, I'm appealing the Matthew Leslie conviction. Court of Appeal, here I come. Huh. I don't, I, I don't think I need to delve into any of the parallels and the level of narcissism that might be occurring here. So yeah, the police contacted me and I'm like, okay, officer, this is what case number 14 of, you know, how high will we go? You, you call me, the DPP complains about me. They file a complaint. You call me about that. I'm like, thank you. Thank you for the phone call. I try to be ever so gracious in my older age. Thank you for the phone call, officer. This one actually showed up to my front door and I said, don't show up to my door again. You have my number. 
add it to speed dial, if you wish, at the bottom town station. And you're more than free to call me and tell me about frivolous complaints, right? Oh, will you come to interview? No, I will not be doing any more police interviews, but thanks for the invitation. I'll see y'all in court. If you decide the DPP's office decides to proceed with this, no problem. I'll let a jury of my peers decide what the truth is. Like I said, when you live in a glass house, calling the police, what is that gonna do? Now, who is that supposed to scare off exactly? The truth harasses y'all. That's what that's what it is, right? The truth can amount to harassment. Well, apparently that's the whole crux of an argument already is that the judge, there has been, in my case, a decision where it said the truth apparently can be a form of harassment, whether it's the truth or not. Here's what another person said. They said, push that issue more about him taking the knife to, I think that's supposed to be school. Because if he did, and she begged them not to suspend him, the administrators should be held accountable. Education department should, should have been contacted. If it was any other child, they would have gotten the full penalty, but then we award this monster. Wow. The issue about people taking weapons to school, as we know, has been an area of extreme concern. And to think that a mother would have a child take a weapon to school and then somehow justify that to the point where they say, oh, my child should not be held accountable, to me is absolutely shocking. Don't suspend my child. Don't let anybody know. Why wouldn't you want anybody to know? Because that puts a crack in your picture-perfect life. Y'all see the issues with parents, 515 of you tuned in. Thank you very much. Y'all see the issues with parents who continue to protect children at any cost. Folks, you are doing it to the detriment of your own children. If your children are starting to get into issues, you need to address it. Stop covering it up. The cover-up is part of the problem. Tommy, good morning. Thank you for joining in. Andrea says, maybe check if that child was molested too. Let me address this um, again, speaking very, very generally. The vast majority of children who you see victimized, and even adults who are victimizing others, they themselves at one point was, was a victim. That is a known fact. So yes, victims become victimizers. And that is one of the psychological quandaries of understanding sexual abuse in particular, but that's not specific to sexual abuse. Think about the people that you know that have grown up in dysfunctional families, right? Yelling and screaming and beating each other up and whatever. How many of those people go on to be abusers? And how many of those go on to be victims? you're more likely to fall into one of those categories if you grew up in that environment. Because that environment, folks, becomes your norm. That's what you know. So as a teenager, when you start dating little Johnny Ebanks, and he's a little terror, and he's beating people up, and he beats you up as his girlfriend, you're okay with that because you grew up in a household 
where either you witnessed your father and mother thumping each other. Maybe you were also a victim of that. But that's the norm for you. So you're okay with it. Even, even in your head, if you know it's wrong, emotionally and psychologically, you subject yourself to continued abuse because you're broken. So that happens, Andrea, that is very, very common. And the younger um, a, an abuser or dysfunctional person is, the more likely it is because of what is happening in their own lives. And you see, as a mother now, this is where I would be very, very concerned instead of potentially trying to cover anything up. Here's another comment. I tell my children, whoever you get in trouble with, better get out with them. Don't call me because I'm housing no future inmates of Northwood Prison. Hmm. This person knows that if one of her children that was abused, she would not cover it up and stay quiet. But because the role is reversed, it's okay to be quiet, dead wrong. What she needs to do is find out why it's happening. My child accidentally took a toy, which was defined as a weapon. It dropped out of his bag because he forgot it was there and he was suspended. I accepted it and told him that there are consequences to all actions and he needs to be careful the next time not to take things to school. He should not. Taught him to be responsible, respectful to rules and authority. It's, it's a sad situation, folks. It is very, very sad. I don't know. We have normalized um, sexual abuse, harassment in the workplace to a level and a degree in this country in this community that is really quite disturbing. So let me talk about another situation since we're on this topic last week. This is adults now, right? And again, a lot of us are afraid even as adults to speak up. We're afraid of losing our jobs. We are um, afraid of, you know, even, even the consequence of saying I'm a victim at the workplace and you need to stop harassing me because what the implications will be. So last week, a situation came to my attention. I'm going to talk about this. Um, we have a new segment called Sort Em Out Sandy, which is going to be a pre-recorded segment where basically I'm giving people advice on how to handle certain situations. But um, this seems um, to be one of those things that, um, you know, I, I want to address. Because, 
even as adults, a lot of times we do not know how to handle people who are abusing you or who are harassing you at the workplace. Let me break it down. Do you guys remember, um, I had this discussion last year about uh, Miss Kathleen over at The Compass. Remember they did a whole series on, this is Kathleen Capetta, she was the publisher over at The Compass, and they did a whole series on sexual harassment, particularly in the workplace. And I said to you all that one of the reasons why she actually did that series, a lot of you may not know, was because she was subjected to a situation herself. Now, here's a woman who I think, I think Kathleen is, I think she's American. Yeah, she came from the States. She's American. And so everybody thinks, oh, you're an American. You've been exposed to so much. Somebody comes and tries to sexually harass you, whatever. You got to tell them about their backside and kick them and this and that. But everybody responds to a situation differently. And sometimes you can't predict how you're going to respond to a situation because sometimes it catches you so off guard and it's so unexpected that literally you're like a deer caught in the, in the, um, what do you call it? A deer caught in the, um, what are the lights called? You know what I mean? The car lights, headlights. So the story goes that a certain candidate interviewed for a job, morning event, and um, over at the Compass, and that was to host the crosstalk show. So remember when they were looking for someone to join um, Ch uh, Shanda? And, you know, they were interviewing different people. Of course, every politician feels like, oh, they must have a talk show because it's all about this self-serving platform for them, right? So this wannabe, cat, um, he was unsuccessful in the general election. And then he goes and sits down with Kathleen about um, co-hosting or hosting crosstalk. Now you can imagine, right? I want you all to think about this for a second. So he says something to Kathleen that was so egregious. And I, and I heard what was said about his sexual proudness and his parts. But she took such offense to what he said that she actually called the police. And the police is like, oh, we can't do nothing about that. The police and the DPP's office is willing to take someone like me to court over telling the truth and says that the truth can amount to harassment. But when someone goes to them, because during a job interview, essentially, right, a situation starts to get out of hand. And you can abuse somebody same way with your words. They can do nothing. Their hands are tied. There's no law about that. Oh, um, we don't know what to tell you. Maybe it's a civil matter, but criminally we can't help you. The mass unit can't help you. So she was so taken aback by the state of this in the Cayman Islands that they did, as you guys recall, an entire series of workplace harassment, sexual harassment in the workplace and women were sharing their stories left, right and center. Sexual harassment in the workplace is nothing new. 
And it's unfortunate. It happens in corporate Cayman. It happens in restaurants, bars. It hardly matters where you work. Because we are unfortunately working with some men, and I suppose some women, but more, mostly men, 90 some percent men, who feel like they can say and do anything to a woman without any consequences. Whatever happened to this insulting the modesty of a woman charge? That, that's very conveniently utilized. Every single workplace should have a sexual harassment policy. How many of you guys work in places? How many of your places have a sexual harassment policy of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable behavior? How many of your employees have such a policy? And our employers, not employees, sorry, employers have such a policy. Are employers actually even having workshops to talk to their employees about this is not acceptable behavior? There's a big case right now in the U.S. where some president of some university, um, Rosenberg or whatever the heck his name is, just stepped down. Oh, he was so well respected, this and that. And, and a young lady confided in a friend that he had sexually harassed her. And now he stepped down and Oh, I'm sorry. It was an emotional entanglement. He made some stupid comment about, oh, it was some emotional entanglement that I found myself in. Boy, go sit down. How old are you? 60 something years old? Dr. Mark Rosenberg, former FIU president, Florida International University. You talk about an entanglement? The only entanglement, folks, is that they've been getting away with it for so long that they don't know that the gig is up. The hashtag movement has arrived. So regrettably, these issues spilled over to my work. This is what he says. And I caused discomfort for a valued colleague. Well, you didn't value her enough. I unintentionally created emotional, not physical, entanglement. I have apologized and I apologize to you and I take full responsibility and regret my actions. Really? Dr. Mark Rosenberg, I don't know who the hell you are, but this is unacceptable. Yes. An emotional entanglement. He, he must have wrote to, um, what her name then? Smith, Jada Smith. And said, oh, how do I write this apology? Mm-mm-mm. What a slackness. So an FIU employee confided to a colleague that Rosenberg had been harassing her. Wow. And I mean, he looks like he's about 90 years old. So, you know, he probably has been doing this for a minute. Huh. This is big news. New York Times, CNN, Miami Herald, all over the place. So she told her, her friend, she confided to a colleague in December, that Rosenberg had been harassing her for months. And that's what triggered the investigation. FIU hired an outside law firm to lead the investigation, which began in mid-December. And they're expecting a final report in a number of weeks. Investigators are examining text messages, emails, in-person conversations, between Rosenberg, who's 72 years old, 
and the FIU employee who's in her 20s. Wow. Now, when someone, when you work for someone, I think we all understand and comprehend this, that that person has a certain degree of power over you. It is a psychological thing as well. So in the instance of this young lady, I'm just having a look here at her messages, right? She said that she has been harassed. And as a last resort, she has reached out to me because she is sick and tired of the harassment. Hmm? Now, you know, there's some people who reach out to me at the very first instance of something happening. And I want to warn you all now, please, if you have children watching the show, this is not the appropriate time to have them watch it because I can't, I can't even show you guys. I'm trying to, um, I'm going to see if I can erase oh, this erase button. Don't work. I'm trying to see how much I can take out of these images. Right. Let me see. I have to do it from my phone. I can't even, I can't even do it from the computer. Cause I don't even know how to edit this stuff out. This is, this is especially egregious and disgusting. But you've got people who in this day and age still believe that it is okay to send people that work for them pornographic material. All right, here you know. So she contacts me and she says, I'm, I'm being harassed by the HR manager, right? And I gotta be honest, when she first reached out to me, I was so busy that day I said, she actually called me and I said, honey, send me the details on WhatsApp because guess what now? You cannot um, contact me about any story anymore without giving me the, the, bill, the bill of goods, the sale of goods. I need receipts. I need to see what you're going on with. Right? And so when I tell you that, let me see if I can find the images here. That this is what um, this young lady was being subjected to in the workplace. Multiple pornographic videos. And I mean, really over the top shit. I'm sorry, there's no other way to say this. I can't even imagine, listen, I have friends that I have known for donkey years. Even when I was single, those friends know that they couldn't send me certain things. That's just not the nature of the relationship, right? Imagine you work for someone now and they feel like they can take such liberty with you. They don't even know you. They don't have any kind of relationship. They're not friends. He doesn't know her. The young lady said, now here it is. This sus, this mix-up situation. The young lady says that she is a cancer survivor. Hmm? And as a cancer survivor, this HR manager was introduced to her because she was having some in, in, some issues 
with getting coverage with the company she works for. So they said, okay, um, speak to the HR manager and he'll get you sorted out. All right. So she's introduced to George Ebanks, as it turns out, as the man's name. And uh, she she is told he's her HR consultant, manager, whatever. He's going to work on getting this resolved because she'd had some other issues with the employer, right? And so these are HR-related matters. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, well, I need your phone number so we can communicate and I can message you. Okay, that's not unusual, I suppose. Your HR manager might need to message you. And then you start getting messages like this. Like I said, I had to cover this up. Because this is disgusting pornographic videos from someone who says they're an HR manager. Huh. Right. Wanting to see the person outside of work. No, 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 no. What is this all about? So she has sent the messages. When am I going to enjoy you? At 1.34 p.m. What the frig do you mean? When, you, when are you going to enjoy me? What? You, you all need to comprehend what I'm saying to you. This is still happening in 2022. We have been through the hashtag Me Too movement and it must have skipped K-Man because y'all are fools to think that you can sit down and still have this level of conversation with people who work under you. Now, it is intimidation to the highest level. And some of you have said to me, and I'm very, very disturbed by this because you're always looking for a way to protect the perpetrator. Oh, poor Emma says, Sandy, you need to hurry up and get on the radio because my internet sucks this morning. I keep losing you. I'm sorry, Emma. Soon come. But honestly, let me be very, very clear about this. The hashtag movement missed y'all. That's all I can tell you. Right? Uh, how did it miss y'all? I don't know, but it did. Because evidently, you still think that it's okay to message people saying, when am I going to enjoy you? Are you sick in the head? What, what do you mean by that? And some of y'all like, well, did she tell him to stop bothering her? Did she tell, listen, from the woman, from the young girl who's young enough to be your granddaughter say to you, sir, I have a boyfriend and I'm not interested in you. Take that as a hint. Not everybody can be as forceful as others. Right? So, you know, y'all roll up on me talking about when can I enjoy you? I'm going to box you down straight up. I'm going to tell you whether I'm boxing you with my words or not. 
I'm going to tell y'all that, listen, don't, don't, don't trifle with me. Me and you are not friends. And I've said this to people before, because some of y'all total strangers want to be trying to roll up on Sandy Hill, whistling at me and all kind of foolishness. And I tell you back the hell up. I do not know you. We are not friends. We're not even acquaintances. And so don't you think that you can disrespect me because I'm going to use my, I'm going to at the very minimum use my words. But I also understand, especially when it's an employment situation, how there'd be a lot of people who are afraid to just tell George and others like him where they can go and what they need to do. And you know, a lot of people have reached out about George over the years. He, he got some issues, no doubt about it. Who is doing the calling? Because he claims that, oh, she called me while she's in the bathtub. I've seen the chat conversations. This goes back to October. So the conversation, the very first conversation starts out with him saying, I've been busy, okay? Sorry for not being available. Talk soon. She says, it's imperative that I speak with you. Because the poor woman, a cancer survivor, is trying to get her insurance covered. She not wanting to speak with you for no friggin' relationship. And then you jump from, well, call me later. I'm busy now. She says, okay. At 1.22. And then by 1.34, you're talking about when am I going to enjoy you? What the hell? Hold on a second now. Y'all done know. My mind just got, I just had a mental, it just went kaboom. What am I going to enjoy? I, you know, I would have, I would responded like, who are you talking to? Clearly you sent that to the wrong person. You didn't mean that for me, right? But this poor little girl is probably like, what the hell is he talking about? Probably a little bit confused. Then he tries to video call her. Y'all see the evidence? What's up, not lying on people? So she does not respond to him. Let me make it very, very clear. Any man out there who is clueless, let me try to reassure you of something. If you, if you send someone something about when can I enjoy you, they do not respond to you. Rest assured, they have no interest in you whatsoever. And you have stepped over the line. And that is simply someone who does not have the willpower to tell you where to go. Okay. How can you approach almost, not almost, a total stranger? You don't know from the man in the moon. Talking about when can I enjoy you? What do you? This is when I need to call Ozzy, where Oz is, and say, Ozzy, can we borrow that cow card with some cow itch on it? Because somebody need a proper Cayman in Assen. And y'all know that I don't believe in those, but uh, I mean, really? When can I enjoy you? No, but he don't stop there. He then has the audacity to call the woman at 548 on a friggin' video call which she does not answer. Another clue, donkey, that she not interested. What are you video calling the woman for? If you're working as an HR consultant and HR manager, right? And you need to speak to someone. You know, you can call them during uh, sensible hours. 
and say, can you come into the office? Hopefully with other people, because this kind of person, you don't want to be in the office alone, right? I'm just saying. The irony of it is, why is he talking about, he had an awful day, it was another call, another call when you called, home babysitting now, your own damn child and a babysitting, that's trying to be a father, which, hmm. We can talk sometime when it's convenient, okay? Night. At eight something, the woman not even responding to you. She is not responding to you. And you continue to cross the line. Really? Mm -mm -mm. Well... Somebody says, morning, I agree with every bit of what you're saying right now on point. Oh, my God. Hold on now. We are trying to break this down. It continues. So, you know, some people don't get a clue. So then... Because I don't know what your awful day has to do with anything. But anyway. It doesn't stop there. Hmm. No, sir. Mm -mm -mm. He continues with the bad behavior. Here, you know. Hi, good morning. Hey, good morning. Bright mm -hmm. and early, 9, well, not that early, but anyway, 918. Notice how she has him saved in her phone as Mr. George. Mr. George, uh, you're not dating material just because you got one 17-year-old pregnant and in the bag. Poor her. Don't mean that every preteen or every 20-something-year-old is going to be interested in you. She sends a three-second voice note, probably just said, good morning, sir. Hi, babes. What? Really? Uh, okay. Wish I could pass by some time, okay? W-T-F. What do you mean, pass by sometimes? And he continues, okay, go get your food. I have a 3 p.m. meeting, but free one hour after and free till 3 p.m. I don't know what that means. How can you have a 3 p.m. meeting and then free one, after, one hour after and free until 3 p.m.? Anyway, whatever the hell that means, I'm a bit confused about the time. Because if you have a 3 p.m. meeting, you're not free. Unless you're saying that you're free before that. Oh, okay. And he says, and she don't respond to him again. And he says, hi, you okay, hun? Um, is she not your honey? She not your babe? Oh, but y'all think it stops there. Oh, you would be so lucky. Because you're not being subjected to the videos that he sent from, what is this, king something triple x.com. 
I don't even know where he's getting this video from, but let me just say that it is too much for me to play on this program. Even though this is a cold, hard truth, there's still certain things we cannot show you and we cannot do. But he sends her a, how long is this video? 29 cent vi video of two people of color engaging in sexual activity of all sorts. Can I just leave it like that? Allow your imagination. Everything was included in this video. And he doesn't stop there. He sends another one. This one is 44 seconds. Every woman and man engaging in sexual activity. Very, very explicit. This is someone who was introduced to you as an HR. This is the HR guy. This is the HR manager. This is the HR consultant, right? And he doesn't stop there. He sends another video. This girl needed to have her boyfriend. This was from OnlyFans, apparently. This was extracted from OnlyFans. And this one was 25 seconds long of an oral situation, an oral entanglement. So this young lady complains to her lawyer. So she goes to a lawyer and they send him an email. Right? Or they send him an official letter. And in that letter, I'm going to read some of it to y'all now. Hold on, because he does have a very interesting response to the allegations. So this is her, her lawyer's letter. Hold on here now. Let me see. I cannot make this stuff up. I mean, so the, the letter is from her attorneys over at um, KSG or somewhere. Um, so she makes a number of complaints about her work situation. Um, so hold on. Let me just see. Um, yes. So this letter was sent to them in November. And it in part reads, her attorneys say, um, and I want to talk about the company's culpability with this situation here in a second, but it in part uh, say, Number nine. So she lays out a number of issues about, you know, statutory work breaks, insurance issue, which she says she was trying to get covered um, or sorted out. And that's why they put her in contact with George to begin with. Then the lawyer addresses this sexual harassment allegation and says the following. Now, you know, for somebody to pay a lawyer money, to write you about your sexual behavior towards them, you should you should pay attention. Failure to prevent this employer now, because the employer has some culpability here, you know, despite what they think. Failure to prevent the occurrence of sexual harassment in the workplace by the human resources manager of treats, Mr. George E. Banks, against our client 
which amounts to discrimination based on sex pursuant to Section 3 and 7 of the Gender Equality Act. We actually have a Gender Equality Act? I'm even surprised by that because in the real world, it doesn't seem to be working. This sexual harassment includes unsolicited sending of pornographic videos. I've seen them. They're very pornographic. And sexually explicit and suggested messages to this individual via WhatsApp. This is creating a hostile work environment for a client. On November the 19th, you were informed of this behavior and that she considered the advances unwanted and harassing. We are instructed that you responded that you could not fire him and she should block his number. And our client is unaware of any further action having been taken as a result of her complaint. Lord Jehovah. Say what now? Um, have it make sense. What, what did I just read? So she has said to me, I complained to them and they said, what do you want us to do? Fire George? Well, actually he's working uh, for you as a consultant. He has his own business. And so all you have to do is disengage his services. It's not really firing him because he doesn't work for you, right? You just say, I'm sir, we no longer need your third party services anymore. But even if he worked for you, the answer is yes. If someone is sexually harassing a employee of yours, sending all this explicit material, calling them, doing the most, what you do is you fire them. For two months, this had been going on. So fire them, yes. I'm just saying that that, that question, uh, it seems to be a rhetorical question as far as I'm concerned. What do you want us to do? Fire him? Yes, we expect you to fire him. The fact that you would even ask that question makes me wonder what kind of company you guys are. And I want to talk about that because I'm very disappointed when I heard that it was treats. Oh, Lord, my apologies. Let me get to some of your comments. Let me put my glasses on now and see what y'all say. Flashpoint, welcome. Delcy, good morning. Um, good morning, Miss Brenda. Uh, Emma says, oh, yeah, sorry. Radio show soon come. Don't worry. We are coming to the airwaves, my friend. Don't you worry. Um, always best to keep intimate relationships out of the workplace. Nobody not interested in having an intimate relationship with this man. First of all, is he not a married man to marry to a gal who might be 20 years old? What, 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 what? That, that's not enough for you? Some of y'all need to have your heads checked. Seriously, there is no such thing. This is not a relationship. A woman not interested in him. This is a situation where she was just trying to get something done in relation to work. Stop sexually harassing people. That is not an intimate relationship. 
When you're in an office environment, you're in a professional environment, don't be looking at your coworkers as a piece of meat. Get your lives together. Once you hit 50, 60, 70 years old, by then, uh, could we not expect a little bit more professionalism from y'all? But no, y'all doing the same thing that 20-year-old is trying to do. Uh, Debbie says, I think fool is the operative word. Lizette seems to know a thing or two. Now, listen, folks, I'm going to tell you all the truth. Um, sometimes you hear stories. I need to get my watermelon now because this whole situation making me lightheaded. So I need to start eating. You hear stories, right? About people and situations. And you've heard it so many times that at some point you know that these women are lying. And the details that they share and what they tell you. Cuz Naz says he was looking forward to having a lunch buffet, I guess, based on those videos he was sending. <laughs> Johan, you're a nutcase, says Marlon, gonna fix something for whistling or getting fresh with his K-Man brown sugar for you. Mm-mm. And you know what, Wee Wee? It's not even about being your cup of tea. There are just certain things that are just absolutely inappropriate. You should not subject your coworkers to that. When can I come over and enjoy you? I feel sorry for his wife. Anybody know who know who, know who the poor little Spanish girl is? Desperation. You can't pick Kimani to pick up anything and you think you're getting something of quality because they claim they can offer you a better living and then you find out what they really are. Johan says the only thing people fear in the Caymans is CMR and Sandy, not even the RCIPS. Well, I tell you what, they don't fear the RCIPS because the only people the RCSB calling is me. I'm going to throw a little bit of shade at them this morning. They're my friends over there, but we know how it is. Somebody calls, oh, Sandra looked at me weird. It's like, oh, open a national file. FBI, calling the CIA. Y'all calling them about child abuse, child molestation, sexual harassment. Ooh, we can't do nothing about that. Sorry, can't help you, Kathleen. Go away, write about it in the compass. We're not unable to help you. This young lady actually complained to multiple people, for the record, including works. And they were like, oh, that falls outside our remit. We can't do nothing about that. So he responds to the lawyers and he claims that she was uh, interested in him. Now, we have seen no evidence of that effect. Uh, I know he was having a conversation with Miss Marvin. She posted it on Facebook where he claims that, oh, she was video calling him while she was showering. Well, that's his story, y'all. Good morning, Michael. But honestly... Um, there is no evidence of that. He himself has provided no evidence of that. Taking a screenshot of your phone is the easiest thing in the world. If somebody was video calling you as he cleans in the bathtub naked, and that was his enticement, he could easily prove that. And he hasn't done that. But what he does, what he has said, he hasn't not admitted it, you know, because what he has actually said 
is, well, what do you expect if she was doing that? So that's the excuse is, oh, well, she was doing stuff to me. So what would you expect? Of course, any, any, any man would do that. Now he claims that, oh, I'm, I'm blocked on her trashy journal from commenting directly. Well, George has been blocked for a minute. And the reason why he was blocked had nothing to do with the situation. George has been blocked for years. And George knows why he was been blocked. And y'all know that my mouth not joined church today, and it probably not going to join tomorrow either. And so when George got blocked, I'll never forget, Alva Saku will remember this as well as everybody in the Newlands group, however many was in the group. I don't know if it was 100 people, 20 people, whatever. But y'all will remember the day that I got blocked from the Newlands group, folks. And it was because I put George in his place. Hmm. So the conversation went something like this. Mm -hmm. George was obsessing about something as he likes to obsess about because he wants y'all to believe that he's the pinnacle of Christianity. I tell y'all, they love to knock down church door and they'd be the biggest devil. So he was going on and on. But, oh, something you posted with my cousin talking about McKeever Bush. Um, you know, my cousin has a speech impediment. First of all, nobody wasn't making fun of the man's speech impediment. We were all saying that the comments that he made at the time were actually very salient comments. And that the man knew what he was talking about. I didn't record the video, but George was obsessing about this. And I noticed his obsession with it. And, you know, listen, I'm open to com commentary and criticism. If you say something to me, we have a conversation, then... We're done with it. But he just kept going on and on and on and on in the Newlands group. And oh, this Sandra Hill. Blah, blah. And I said, brother, let me let me refocus your attention on something. What you should be focused on in your life, instead of obsessing about this situation, which if you didn't like it, you've already expressed that about 10 times now. Fine. If you put this kind of energy into stop beating women, this is what I said in the group. I'm just telling y'all what I said. I said, if you put this kind of energy into stop beating the women in your life and stop going after barely legal girls, then maybe I would be listening to you more. But I know some of your truth, honey child. And so you might be impressing somebody else in this group, but you're not impressing me. Because again, y'all live in glass houses and you want to pretend. The pretense in this on this little rock is astonishing to me. You know what we could accomplish with a little degree of honesty? So I said that and Alva jumped up and blocked me from the group. Oh, Sandy, you can't say that. And I said, here we go again. You cannot speak the truth because the truth is clearly an offense. He said, I don't want no trouble with you and George. I say, well, anyway, keep it moving. Hi, Deb. Uh-huh. Heidi says, which book, which George are we talking about? Y'all act like y'all don't know. Mm -mm. Shani says, OMG, stop it. What? This guy's cheese has slid completely off of his cracker. Oh, I like that saying. Hmm. Yes, child. The only one that we know about. Johan says, if I ever send you a message that is fresh or flirtatious or suggestive or DPs, we call it that, 
like some current elected and former MPs just know my phone was hacked because it wasn't me. Child, please. If Johan did that, you know what I would do to Johan? Where's Pilar? She'd be the first person getting a, a message. Um, Pilar, this, this would be me. Here, you know, that's how I do it. As a matter of fact, I'd call Pilar. I wouldn't even message her. I'd, I'd message her first and say, are you available? Or are you when you're high level strategic meetings? And then Pilar is going to message me that. No, I'm available. And then I'd ring, ring. Hello, Pilar. Please go slap your husband. She said, why? Why you didn't know? Because, you know, Johan always doing something to be slapped. She, that would be her first question. What did Johan do now? She would fix you. Uh, Jalissa says he is definitely a sexual predator. I'm not, uh, I'm sure not only of girls of age. I'm certain if you look mature enough in his eyes, he would go for it no matter the age. Well, the point is y'all need to stop. Oh, Heidi says he's still at it. You see the irony of these things, right? is when we bring it to light, as we often do here in CMR, and we have a discourse and conversation about it, it never surprises me the people that come out and go, oh, him again? Oh, yeah, he been trying to talk to me when I was 15 years old, when I was 16, that was like 20 years ago. And I told him, no, you're old enough to be my grandfather. And it's like they don't get the message. This is the thing about it, right? Caymanians for far too long have not gotten the message. Times have changed. Now, I will admit that we have not had a hashtag Me Too movement because y'all are afraid of these no good men. And to put them in their places and they're holding some kind of power over you. So looks like the only people that want to talk about this kind of stuff is CMR. And y'all know it grieves me to my soul to be talking about it, quite frankly. But if we have to talk about it, then we have to talk about it, right? Heidi says, thought he was married with young kids doing the Lord's work, the Lord's will by now. He needs to be addressed. This is not a today thing at all. For those of you who tuned in and don't know what, what that phrase means, not a today thing, that means it's been going on a long time. And people know. Uh, oh, yes, there are communications laws, Damien, but they're not going to apply that to anybody <coughs> except to CMR. Leroy says Viagra kicking in. Something needs to kick somebody in and not a Viagra. Debbie says that maybe Prince Andrew should have used entanglement angle too. Mm -mm -mm. Yes, Karine, that's one possibility. Birds of a feather. Sarah says whoever wrote that reply to her should be fired. Well, these are people who own the company. And this is one thing. Oh, Heidi says, need to boycott that business till they fire him. We need to protect it. Oh, my God. You were reading my, that, this is exactly what I, where I was going. And I said this to the young lady because she's afraid of losing her job. And I said, honey, if they touch one little hair on your chinny chin chin, you let me know. Because let me be very frank about something here. Now, I don't want to throw entire nationalities under the bus, right? But I'm going to go there for a minute because it's important because culture plays a part in who we are and the things that we're accepting a lot of times. So the Caribbean culture is one of the most egregious, in my opinion, when it comes to sexual harassment. We, we allow a lot of foolishness to slide. But there is no worse culture than the Indian culture. And I can say that not being prejudiced, I can say that as a matter of fact. 
They have the worst, I mean the worst record, track record for sexual assault and women. Harassment would be at the bottom of the totem pole. No place in the world is as bad as India when it comes to sexual assault and raping children. Here, yeah, rape is the fourth most common crime against women in India. This is according to 2019. And it's also highly underreported. So that means it's probably the first most common crime against women. They have an egregious record of sexual violence in India. Here's an article in Equality Now. DW says, what is behind India's rape problem? And CNN did an article in September 2021. Here's another one from The Economist, The Economic Times. Sexual violence, India's serious problem. It's men. They have a rape culture. The first sentence says, India is a dangerous place to be a woman. Men have raped eight-month-old babies as well as 100-year-old women. It is a rape culture in which girls are told how to address, avoid inviting trouble and slut shamed, normalizing male predatory behavior. And it goes on and on. You could read a thousand articles on this. It is a well-known fact. And if you didn't know it today, well, you know it now. BBC, outrageous India sexual assault order struck down. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So I'm not particularly surprised because in that culture, it's always the woman's fault. You've invited it just because you're a woman. You don't even got to look anyway. You're not going to be wearing nothing. Here, yeah. March of 2021, a teenager who was raped was paraded. They paraded her and the suspect. Videos of the girl and her alleged attacker as violence as violent crowds shamed and beat her, beating her. Oh, the 16 year old had brought shame to the family. The group tied the girl to the suspect with a rope and paraded them through fields and markets in a village in the central Indian state of, I don't know where the heck Mahadha Pradesh is, but you know, this is the kind of foolishness that they allow. And people are taking videos of this and circulating it on social media. So sexual harassment in the workplace, I'm not surprised that they said, well, what do you want us to do, fire him? Here's another heading. December the 8th of 2021, India's pre prevention of sexual harassment laws for the workplace. Yeah, right. It's just story upon story. So what we have here is a convergence of a situation where you have men colluding to protect each other. To this company, his HR services is more important than the fact that he's sexually harassing this young lady. Really? 
And I have to agree with Heidi because I'm a person who goes there for breakfast on a Sunday. And I'll order my cheesecake for birthdays. And, you know, they do good pastries. And when I go in there, they always, Miss Sandra, hi, how are you? They have a lot of respect for me, apparently, whether that's real respect or not. But I can't in good conscience spend money with some company now that I know that your response to a woman who has reported sexual harassment is what do you want us to do about it? Fire the person? Yes. And I will personally, in the spirit of what Heidi has said, I will personally be visiting them this week. And the, the owners and manager are always there. And I'm going to say, um, you fired George yet? Let me know before I sit down and have my hot chocolate that I love how it's made here, but how it's made by the Jamaican lady. Let me know before I order my American breakfast. Let me know before I take my five-year-old daughter into your establishment again, because I would like to know what kind of life she's going to have in the Cayman Islands when we have businesses operating like this. If we don't change the narrative in this country so to start protecting people, children, women, even against their own family members, against co-workers, against contracted workers, against employers, when will it ever change? We sit back and we wait on the legislators to fix the problem. They're not fixing jack shit. I'm sorry to say some of them is part of the problem. We sit back. The police must do this. Mass unit must do this. But you know what? Let's start with ourselves. Each and every one of you have a role to play. Don't allow any man, start the friggin' hashtag MeToo movement. Don't allow any man to speak to you disrespectfully. I don't care if he's a lawyer at the biggest law firms in Cayman. I don't care if he is the construction worker on the street. Don't allow it to happen. Because you sit back and you take it, he's going to continue to think it's okay. And he's going to continue to do it. And one day he'll buck up on somebody like me, you know. And then I'm going to have to deal with him. Or he's going to end up on Mall Road. Let's stop it. How can we talk about we're such a sophisticated community when we don't even respect women? We can't, we can't have our children be safe. Our little old people can't even be taken care of properly. What kind of society are we truly living in? We're living in a fake society. And I'm sorry, but I've had enough of the fakeness. Pat says, it's so sad, Sandy, that these men have no respect for themselves and family. Everyone they see they want. I hate them. God, it's sad. Thanks very much for your help. Jerrion says, some of these employers are disgusting beyond, beyond disgusting. And this kind of thing should be completely unlawful. Uh, Aliana says, some men in Cayman need hormone treatment. Uh, life one to many. Okay, I life hormone treatment. Oh, they like too many vajayjays at a time. Hormone treatment, not a problem, you know. They just need to curtail their behavior because they it's been allowed to happen for too long and they think that it's okay. Heidi says, well, I will say this. Everybody can't be lying on this one individual. Same thing I've said about somebody else that landed me in court, but anyway. I had my experiences with him to the point where I had to get security at my building and my ex-husband involved. What? 
Wee Wee says he's disgusting. He's one of those that don't take no for an answer. Wow. Buenos dias, Selena. Miss Darlene, good morning to you. Uh, uh, Karine says people like that become serial rapists. You got to keep an eye out. This is terrible. Uh, Johan says, I fear two women. Well, that must be your mama and Pilar. <laughs> Darina, thank you for watching. Debbie, yes, my dear. Um, Damien says that they, they love that saying, if it ain't broke, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But what happens when it is? Good morning, Peter. Uh, Janetta says they're going to do something when a woman takes the matter into her own hands. It's so disturbing. My blood is boiling. And I agree with you, Sandy. Well, here is the update, right? Maria, thank you so much. Um, yes, they do have no respect for women in this community. And it's so it's so interesting that these are the same people who want to jump up and run for politics. It's like, really? Here's the thing, folks. After we made our post last week and people started talking about it, all of a sudden, works can call her and say, oh, come in and see us. We can help you. Now you can help her? Oh, well, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for doing your job that people are paying you to do. The police have also reached out. This young lady said she was feeling suicidal about how this is being handled, what was going on at her workplace. Because he has the ability now to instruct her employers, and this is what he's trying to do, to put a contract in place that is going to be an impossible contract for her to fulfill so she can lose her job. You see how sexual harassment in the workplace has a dangerous element to it? Because these people can control your very livelihood. And this girl said to me, Miss Sandy, I'm feeling su suicidal over this situation. And I said, girl, listen to me. You do nothing to harm yourself. That's not the solution here. Now, the police are involved. Oh, there might be criminal charges coming. Oh, wow. Thank you for finally doing your job. It's a shame that it had to go on CMR for y'all to give a damn. But okay. Good morning, Erasmo. How are you? Um, folks, it's time that we no longer tolerate um, all the injustices that we have waited. For, and, and, you know, I, like I said, I don't know what we're waiting on, but we have tolerated for far too long. So poor George has responded. He says, you're starting to slander me now. My name is not John Felder, okay? This is what George messaging me this morning. Now I know George not playing with a full deck, you know. Trust me. John Felder didn't win because everything said about him was the truth. And George, you need to check yourself. I don't even know why you're messaging me. Mean you, mean you definitely listen, George. Don't, I'm not the one to trifle with, honestly. God knows. Get your life together. How old are you? How old are you? Like, at what point do you get it together? Here's what he says this is what George says in part. Let's give him a, an opportunity to be heard. 
So he on Thursday, he says, hi, Sandra, George Ebanks here. Please, can you insert a comment in reply to the gangster idiot, and then he names her, that seems to be off her medication today and sent you all sorts of um, puck videos claiming I sent her porn. I think that was supposed to be instead of puck, that was supposed to be the F word, but whatever. What so-and-so needs to do is also send you the videos of her taking a bath and playing with herself. Well, if these videos exist and doing all sorts of erotica after work hours, when I'm working late in my office, if this is happening, why doesn't he send them if he cleans and he has these videos? Because they don't exist. He goes on to say no workplace harassment can happen after 6 p.m. When she is home calling me on WhatsApp and asking me to watch her take a shower and play with herself. First of all, the young lady says he's a liar, but let's set that aside for a second. No workplace harassment can happen after 6 p.m. And you're supposed to be an HR consultant. Some of y'all stupid as a stack of bricks. This is where Caymanians can be an embarrassment to us all. No workplace harassment can happen after 6 p.m. So you think that workplace harassment is only 9 to 5, 9 to 5.30, 8.30 to 5.30? What time exactly? Wow. No, sir. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. He goes on to say, but also she works for a client of mine. I am not her HR manager. I would never hire anyone like her. Try point that out in, to her and on your page for me. So because you're not her HR manager, that means again, it's not workplace harassment. I'm trying to follow the logic, which is like, oh my God, very convoluted and stupid. Then he goes on to blame her and which man, if a woman called him from her private apartment and asked him to watch her undress, no evidence of this at all, but this is what he claims, and take a shower and perform sexual acts on herself, wouldn't be tempted to send her porn video. Well, at least he's admitting, this should make the prosecution's case very, very easy because he's admitting to sending the porn videos. And then he goes on to say um, that she's upset because she doesn't want to sign a new contract of employment, a contract of employment from my client company, which is her employer, not me. I'm not her employer. Bye and thanks. Wow. Uh, George, you'll be happy to know that you don't have to send me the letter from her lawyer because, um, or from you to her lawyer, because she has sent all of that. The woman has... Um, Engage in full disclosure. <laughs> she sent it all to me, so I've seen your letter. And I still say to you, you need to stop it. This commenter says, boy, Dappy know who to frighten and cow know where the weak fence is. Because I would want an MF that work with me to try it. I swear I go and serve time for someone. Preach, preach. All their so-called service providers, landscape and car wash barbers need to be listening they're all clueless too. Then she goes on to say, George, not even cute. Well, whether he cute or not, um, that certainly wouldn't be the point. 
He was hoping that the young lady could be his Jesus and raise the dead. <laughs> Lord Jehovah. Ay, ay, ay. So this person says on another note, great topic, resection harassment in the workplace. Um, from a U.S. perspective, though, employers can get away with a lot more here. For example, in the interview process alone, uh, they can and what they can and cannot ask you. It is a fact quite different than in the U.S. And I can understand how someone uh, in a work permit would be hesitant to come forward. Doesn't make it right. And, you know, sadly, this person is not even in a work permit. She's a Caymanian. And she's still afraid. And this person goes on to say, I wonder how many other others he has done this to. I believe you said he was a consultant. Does that mean not full-time employee because he can't hold on a full-time position because too busy looking for his next? Someone also sent the story here um, on the 16th of this month. The University of Michigan fires its president over inappropriate relationship. I mean, at least in the U.S., they're starting to hold them accountable at some level. Um, but in Cayman, no, sir. Well, CMR is here, folks. We can get them. Uh, yes. Um, by the way, check out our new segment. Um, it will be airing soon. This will be the first one. And then I've got someone who sent in a topic about what to do with a cheating spouse. Y'all really need to know what to do with a cheating spouse. But anyway, we can break it down for you if you really want that kind of advice. No problem. Um, but yes, we're going to be talking about um, or sort them out at Sandy's segment. I was trying to find the video, but I don't even know where that is right now. But we'll get it. We'll get it up. So uh, coming soon because everybody has had enough. Folks. We are coming to radio station near you. We now know, of course, the frequency is 89.1 FM. Going to be K-Man's hottest talk radio station. All talk, maybe a little bit of music thrown in here and there. But I am so excited about this new partnership, this new venture. So we had a little friend the other day saying, oh, my God, Sandy's starting her own radio station. This isn't me starting a radio station. I ain't got that kind of time revenue. This is our good friends over at DMS Broadcasting. Now, you know they've got four stations already. They're going to be adding three more stations to the lineup. And I'm pleased to say that one of those stations, I can now share the frequency with you, is 89.1. And I am so tickled pink and so excited about this because we will be, this same show is going to be simulcast in the morning. So poor Emma, like she said, she was having a little bit of an issue with the radio this morning, uh, with the, sorry, the live stream because of, you know, data and whatever. Fear not. Fear not, Emma. When we come to radio, you can get in your car, drive wherever you're going, tune in. I'm sure you guys will be able to stream it online and stuff as well. Um, super excited about it. I think it's going to be fantastic. So definitely don't miss it. And um, we're hoping, if all goes well, that it will be the end a little bit closer to like maybe a month's time. Yes, that is the plan. So already, like I said, go pre-save the dial. 
I guess there's nothing, there's probably nothing on the frequency yet. But definitely 89.1 is where it's going to be popping off on a radio station. Coming soon. Sword of Mount Sandy, your new segment that we're launching for 2022. You got a problem. You got someone sexually harassing you at work. And you want advice on what to do. You got that husband that won't stop cheating. Man, Sandy's here to tell you exactly what to do with him. I have some of y'all messaging me about the other woman. What do I do about the other woman? Ooh, honey child. It's 2022, and CMR is taking talk to the next level. Are you tired of talk shows that offer no solutions for you? Talk, 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 talk. And more talk? Here at CMR, we believe in action. Tune into our new segment where we answer your questions about life, marriage, business, and so much more. Anything you want advice on. Reach out to us for a special dose of the cold, hard truth. Having a hard time with a business? Sort of Mount Sandy is here. Relationship woes? Sort of Mount Sandy is here. Confused by the procedures to follow? Sort of Mount Sandy is here. Submit your questions via email to tips at caymanmarlroad.com on WhatsApp or on Messenger. Cuz uh, Naz says, um, Sandy, name it 345 Sus Radio. <laughs> Lord have mercy. No, no, and no. Um, it already has a name, believe it or not. Um, and so soon we'll be revealing the name. I know the name already, but we're, we're giving you, we're kind of giving you little bits and pieces. So, you know, the frequency is 89.1 and maybe on Friday on, um, on one Oh six in the morning, we'll tell you the name. Iguana 89.1 says Larry, oh Lord. The iguana moving so slow, is that the name that we'd really want? But you guys are going to love it. You're going to love it because the name is indicative of all things Caymanian. Oh, my God. You guys are going to love it. Uh, Leroy says, hot tea, 89.1, burning the hot. <laughs> oh, God, these are actually some really good, good name ideas. But no, that's not it either. Maybe you should do a little competition if you guys can name it. Sandy sure sought them out good. Well, ciao, Jody. What a mess. It's been alleged that the prisoners who spoke with Seymour have been punished for speaking out. My God, Natasha. We did not even get to that topic today, but somebody did send me that message as well. You see, now this is where y'all... Prison, Mr. Greaves, you need to call me. Because y'all not handling your business right. I shouldn't have to tell you how to run a prison. But punishing people who feel so afraid that their only option is to contact CMR is just wrong. I, I'm, I'm sad to hear that you are taking this approach. What you should do is try to open dialogue with these prisoners. Because this type of punitive relationship that you have with them, and I get that there are times in prison certain things they will do, they need to be punished without a doubt. But this is, a, I don't think this is one of those things. Y'all asking for trouble at that prison. I'm warning you. We already had a, um, a riot up there and y'all asking for it again. Greaves, you're not going to be able to handle it. And then y'all can't stop. You're, you're not going to be able to stop it. I mean, 
Where's the minister? Who's the minister? Bernie? Help him out, Bernie. These people are just afraid. They're allowed to make phone calls. It's not like they're not allowed to make phone calls. And so if they're one phone call and their little dime is me, we're, we're in the rules as it says, oh, you can't call Sandy Hill. She's on your do not call list. Oh, Lord. Not going to have to be tomorrow because Naz, I'm sorry, but the topics today were just, they were heavy. Oh, tomorrow, Moritz. Mm, 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 mm. That's a whole other hot mess. Lord Jehovah. We're already into overtime. It's almost 10 o'clock. I think we're supposed to be doing something with Dr. Um, Attila Newton this morning. She's giving us some information. So I want to jump in on that Zoom. And then I've got a one o'clock appointment as well. Folks, thank you guys so much for tuning into the program. My apologies that we didn't get to everything that we wanted to discuss today. But God's willing, tomorrow is another day. And uh, we will certainly get to it. You guys have a beautiful day. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 